what's coming up now on Established in the Faith. Now, Ahab disguised himself. He's trying to change the outcome of what God said. Ahab thinks that by changing this and doing that, I can change what God said. Man is forever trying to outwit God. Hello, neighbor, and welcome today to Established in the Faith. This is Pastor James Pierce of Friendship, Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina, and how so very pleased and happy we are to be with you today. Got a great message lined up for you. Hope you can stay with us for the next 30 minutes. If not, let me encourage you to go over to establishedinthefaith.com. There you can listen to today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. Well, we're going to go on into the message now. Hope and pray it'll be a blessing to you. you have your Bibles, would you turn with me, please, to the book of 1 Kings. The book of 1 Kings, chapter 22. 1 Kings, chapter 22. Move down, if you will, to verse 34. 1 Kings 22, verse 34. And a certain man drew a bow at a venture, and smote the king of Israel between the joints of the harness. Wherefore he said unto his driver of the chariot, Turn thine hand and carry me out of the host, for I am wounded. And the battle increased that day, and the king was stayed up in his chariot against the Syrians, and died at evening. And the blood ran out of the wound into the midst of the chariot. And there went a proclamation throughout the host about the going down of the sun, saying, Every man to his city, and every man to his own country. So the king died, and was brought to Samaria. And they buried the king in Samaria. And one washed the chariot in the pool of Samaria. And the dogs licked up his blood, and they washed his armor according unto the word of the Lord, which he spake. And I want to stop right there and use for a subject this morning, preaching a few minutes, the death of Ahab. In 1 Kings 22, verse 29, we see where the king of Israel, Ahab and Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, went up to Ramoth-Gilead. Both of these men heard the word of the Lord concerning this particular battle. Micaiah the prophet said, this battle is going to be lost with heavy casualties. Ahab is going to die. It will be in your best interest to call the whole thing off. Ahab and Jehoshaphat understood full well this word that was given. And yet, they chose to ignore it. Now, I want you to think about what I've just said. Both of these men, they heard the word of God, they understood 
the Word of God, and yet they chose to ignore it. Now, Ahab, I can understand. He was the most wicked and godly king that ever sat upon the throne of the northern kingdom of Israel. So I can understand Ahab. But Jehoshaphat, I mean, when Ahab brought out his 400 false prophets, Jehoshaphat spotted them as fakes right to start with. He knew they were false prophets. He knew that what they were saying was wrong. He wanted to hear what God had to say about this upcoming battle and even requested that a true man of God be brought in and given a chance to prophesy, which Ahab reluctantly did. And Jehoshaphat hears the word of the Lord and still chose to ignore it. When you think of that, you're like, how can somebody do something like that? You know what the Word of God says, and yet you go against it. I think we all need to take a look in the mirror today. Because there's not a person under the sound of my voice. You know what the Word of God says, but yet you've said or done something that went against this right here. This Bible that I hold in my hands. So you really can't point the finger at Jehoshaphat. You might not understand it, but when you look in the mirror and start to reflect over your life a little bit, you might begin to understand a few things. We're not much different than Jehoshaphat. But how many people today, they know this book. They know what God has to say about particular things, but yet they choose to ignore it and live a lifestyle. I'm not talking about a slip and fall. There's a difference between you as a child of God, you slip and fall. And, you know, you, you can walk out the door today and slip and fall in a mud hole. That's one thing. But to see a mud hole and deliberately run right through the middle of it, that's something different. Okay? You better watch him. He'll run through a mud hole in a heartbeat. <laughs> you know it's bad when they agree with you, friend. <laughs> <laughs> None of us are. And I believe if we'll be honest with ourselves, all of us have run through a mud hole at one time or the other. But if we'll ask the Lord to forgive us, He'll pick us up. He'll clean us up. He'll wash you and cleanse you and set you on your way. And there's a difference between slipping and falling and deliberately making a decision to live a lifestyle. That goes against this book. How many today, they know what the Word of God says, but they ignore it and deliberately live a lifestyle that goes against this book? There's a lot of people out there, friend. A lot of people. Let me tell you what the Bible has to say about that. Romans chapter 1 and verse 32. 
The Bible says they know the judgment of God, that they which commit such sins are worthy of death, but they go ahead and do it anyway. And they take pleasure in them that do it. It happens, friend. It's happening all around us today. But I wonder if Jehoshaphat had heard that word and put it into action, what would have changed? Thousands of lives would have been saved. If Jehoshaphat had heard that word and put it into action and told Ahab, look, what you're wanting to do is sin. And me and my folks ain't going to have nothing to do with it. If you want to go in that battle, you're going by yourself. We're going home. He should have took a stand for the Word of God. And countless lives would have been saved. Let me bring it up to today. How many souls can the church save if we too would take a stand against those things which God says is sin. Tell the world out here that homosexuality is a sin. Marriage is between a man and a woman. Tell the world out here that alcohol drinking of any kind is sin. Tell them that gambling is sin. Lottery is sin. Abortion is sin. Any kind of sex outside of marriage, it is sin. Oh, but when you start talking about those types of things, it offends people. And God forbid we offend anybody. Oh, it's all right for them to offend us, the Christians. But if you say anything that goes against their lifestyle, oh boy. Micaiah offended Ahab with the word that God gave him, and it cost him. Verse 27, 1 Kings 22, verse 27, Ahab told the officers to put this fellow in prison and to feed him with bread and water of affliction. Like I said, standing up for the word of God is going to cost you, but it also comes with a blessing. Jesus said, if you look in Matthew 5, verse 10, Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you, and shall say all manner of evil against you, falsely stop right there now if they're saying all kind of man manner of evil against you and it's true then you ain't so blessed okay but if they're saying all kinds of stuff against you falsely for his name's sake you're going to be blessed well what is that blessing going to be i don't know but the lord said you're blessed when you're persecuted for his name's sake he said, rejoice. Matthew 5, verse 12. He said, rejoice and be exceeding glad, for great is your reward in heaven. For so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. Church, 
it's time for us to start standing up for the book. It's time for preachers to start preaching the book. And it's time for those of us that are sitting out there listening to what is being said to put the book in action. Oh, but when you do, there's going to be persecution. Persecution is coming. And we're already getting it from the LGBTQ. But we're fixing to get it from the IRS. Are you hearing me? We're fixing to get it from the IRS. They're going to fix it not because you didn't pay your taxes, not because you put the decimal point in the wrong place, but because you are a Christian and you stand up for the Word of God and you voted just a little bit different than what they wanted you to. They've already said they're coming for us, and now they've got 87,000 IRS people waiting. It's just a matter of time, folks. That's where we're at in this country. So be ready. Smile. Rejoice. Be exceeding glad, Jesus said, for great is your reward in heaven. Micaiah had to see a prison cell. I wonder how many of us may have to see a prison cell as well. Ahab and Jehoshaphat, they went off into battle. Now I want you to look at what is said here. 1 Kings 22, verse 30. Ahab said to Jehoshaphat, I'm going to disguise myself and enter into battle, but I want you to put on your kingly robes. Now, think about that for just a minute. Jehoshaphat, wearing his kingly robes in the battle, is like putting a big old target on your back. Ain't this man got sense enough to know what is happening? Has he lost his mind? Friend, when you ignore this book, when we leave this book, we leave all common sense. And this country has lost all common sense today because we've left the book. We've left the book. The whole world's gone crazy. The inmates in the asylum are running the place. From the government right on down. He said, Jehoshaphat, you put on your robes and I'm going to disguise myself. Hmm. And Jehoshaphat puts on his robes. He don't see nothing wrong with it. Now Ahab disguised himself. He's trying to change the outcome of what God said. Now let that sink in. Ahab thinks that by changing this and doing that, I can change what God said. Man is forever trying to outwit God. The largest climate bill in American history got passed this week. $369 billion that you and I 
and our children and grandchildren are going to have to pay for. And they think that by doing this and doing that, we're going to stop climate change. It's foolishness, ladies and gentlemen. Absolute foolishness. God is the one that's in control of the weather. Turn in your Bibles, if you will, to Revelation chapter 4 and verse 1. Revelation 4, verse 1. John said after this, I looked, and behold, a door was opened in heaven. And the first voice which I heard was as it were of a trumpet talking with me, which said, Come up hither. That's the rapture. That is when the rapture of the church will take place. The trump of God will sound. The dead in Christ will rise first. Then you and I, which are alive and remain, will be caught up with them to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. The angel has the trumpet to his lips, and the trump is about to sound, ladies and gentlemen. And we're fixing to be called out of here. That's the rapture. Revelation 4, verse 1. But then he said, I'm going to show you the things which must be hereafter. The things which must be. Folks, there are some things that are a must be. And what God has written in his word, it is a must be. It ain't a matter of if it's going to happen. Ladies and gentlemen, it is a matter of time, of, of when. When it's going to happen. The judgment of God during the great tribulation period, it's going to happen and it's going to have a great effect on the climate of this world. Go to Revelation 8 in your Bibles. Revelation chapter 8, verse 7. Hail and fire mingled with blood is going to be cast upon the earth. And a third part of the trees and all green grass is going to be burnt up. Verse 8. A great mountain burning with fire, that's a meteorite. It's going to be cast into the sea. And a third part of the sea will become blood. A third part of the creatures in the sea is going to die. And a third part of the ships are going to be destroyed. Verse 10. Another great star from heaven burning as a lamp, that's another meteorite will fall upon the third part of the rivers and the fountains of water. That's the fresh water. Verse 11, the Bible says, Many men are going to die of the waters because they were made bitter. Verse 12, A third part of the moon and the sun and the stars is going to be smitten. So as the third part of them is darkened. All of these are things that are going to affect the climate. Those are the trumpet judgments. Following that will be vile judgments. Revelation 16, verse 8. The Bible says that the fourth angel poured out his vial upon the sun, and power was given unto him to scorch men with fire. 
there is something to global warming. And it's found right here in Revelation 16, verse 8. It's coming. It's going to happen. Move down to verse 17. Revelation 16, verse 17. And the seventh angel poured out his vial into the air. Verse 18. And there were voices, thunders, lightnings, and a great earthquake, such as was not since men were upon the earth, so mighty an earthquake and so great. And every island fled away, and the mountains were not found. This earthquake is going to create a tsunami, and it's going to change the topography of the earth. It's going to happen. This right here is going to happen. Verse 21, And there fell upon men a great hail out of heaven, every stone about the weight of a talent, about 150 to 200 pounds, hailstones. And the men blasphemed God because of the plague of the hail, for the plague thereof was exceeding great. These things are must be. Ladies and gentlemen, it's going to happen, and $369 billion is not going to change it, is not going to stop it. It's money that is wasted. It's money that could be put into the hands of preachers that are preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ, and that right there, my friend, will affect climate change as far as social issues in this country. The Syrians... They were after Ahab. If you look in 1 Kings 22, verse 31, they were told to kill the king above all others. And in verse 32, it came to pass when the captains of the chariot saw Jehoshaphat, they said, surely this is the king of Israel. They thought it was Ahab because of his kingly robes and stuff that he was wearing. And they went to fight against him. When you dress like the world and act like the world, expect the world of judgment. Hmm. And Jehoshaphat cried out. And I can just imagine. He's got on his kingly robes, and here comes all the Syrians after him. And boy, he's slapping leather. He's getting it. He's thinking about the word of the Lord now. He wished now he had obeyed what Micaiah said. Now he's got all the Syrians after him. And the Bible says he cried out. I don't know what he cried out. The Bible doesn't say. But whatever it was, the Syrians caught on to it and said, That ain't Ahab. He's calling on the name of the Lord. So they knew that this wasn't Ahab because of whatever it was he cried out. And a certain man took a bow and shot an arrow at Venture. I mean, he wasn't even aiming. Just fired a shot. And God had that arrow and Ahab to meet at the same place. What are the odds of that? I mean, Ahab's wearing his armor too now. That arrow had to hit. It hit him in the joints right there where two pieces of metal would come together. 
out of all the thousands of people on the battlefield fighting that day, it hit Ahab and hit him right between the armor. And he died that afternoon. All of his efforts to outwit God was to no avail. All of our efforts to try to outwit and change what God has said will be to no avail. Are you getting this? The Bible said the blood ran down in his chariot and one washed the chariot there in Samaria and the dogs licked up the blood and cleaned his armor fulfilling exactly what God said. What God said in His Word, that's what He meant. And you and I can't change it. The only thing that will affect judgment, ladies and gentlemen, is true repentance before God and accepting Jesus Christ as your Savior. The Bible says it is appointed unto men once to die, and after that, the judgment when you stand before God one day what is he going to have to say about you Today has been a blessing to you and you would like to have a free CD copy of this message, just give us a call or text us at 252-299-4234. You can also go to establishedinthefaith.com. There you will find today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. But perhaps you need someone to just talk to or to just pray with you about something. Again, just give us a call at 252 252- Two nine nine four two three four. This program is an outreach ministry of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. As well, depends on the prayerful and generous financial support of listeners like you. To contact us or to contribute to this ministry, go to establishedinthefaith.com. Click on the Donate tab. It's easy and all donations are safe and secure through PayPal. You can also mail us at Established in the Faith, P.O. Box 601, Bailey, North Carolina, 27807. We look forward to hearing from you. Hello, I'm Haven. And I'm Juliana. And you've been listening to Established in the Faith with our dad, James Pierce. He's the pastor of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. That's right, girls. And every Sunday morning, we have Sunday school starting at 9 o'clock and worship service at 10, as well as Bible study and prayer meeting every Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. All of these services are broadcast to the parking lot for those of you who wish to participate drive-in style. And the church is located at 744 Friendship Church Road in Middlesex, North Carolina, near the EMED community. On the website, if you click on the Contact Us tab, Google Maps will bring you right to us. We would love to have you, and we hope to see you there. And we hope today's program has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening, and God bless you.